Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird oh Susie. I am so stoked to be here today, and we're going to talk about something that I am just compulsively educational about. Let's go. All right. Well, welcome to episode 391 of the Groom Pod. We're fast approaching an anniversary, Barbara, and it's a big one. Not the biggest one, but I can't believe how long we've been on the air. You know, our Facebook group, which we started after... We had already recorded the first show, I think, was nine years old this last week. Susie, where does time go? It's crazy. It's crazy. So this is episode 391, and it's November 12th, 2023 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. And by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Thanksgiving or just after Thanksgiving. So I hope it was good. I hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Precision Sharp, and Stasco. And, oh yeah, and Groom More. I forgot Groom More. Goodness, okay. <laughs> oh, then they're first off. Yes. <laughs> this, well, maybe not today. We'll see. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Precision Sharp, Stasco, and Groom More. And if you'd like to tip your podcasters, that's us, you can do so at the website, thegroompod.com and use the donation button to send some money to Barbara to help her with the big move or join us on Patreon. This week, we're going to talk about minor accidents and my mobile moment is about scheduling. I'm just going to give you a scheduling tip. And I'm going to do a big clarification. Cool. And what's new this week is not brought to you by Groomore, but it's brought to you by Show Season. Sometimes my clients don't like a walking air freshener. When these crazy people request a scent-free option, I go right to Show Season. Show Season True Tearless Shampoo and Hypo Conditioner fit the bill. They are totally fragrance-free and yet hold up on their own as good products. True Tearless has been expertly formulated to be gentle to the eyes, skin, and hair while maintaining good cleaning power. Hypo conditioner is a great option as well, and it's one of our favorite conditioners with or without fragrance. So let's get fragrance free. Use True Tearless and Hypo Conditioner from Show Season today. Go to showseasongrooming.com. We have a big announcement. What's the announcement, Barbara? Hey, am I making the announcement? I thought so. Well, here we go. So, guess what, gang of mine? Susie and I are going to the show season tent show at Atlanta next March. First weekend in March. It's not at the pet fair. It's at the show season 
factory and you get to walk through and see the whole mechanism at work, as well as having vendors, speakers like moi, I'm going to talk. I might even talk. I'm so excited about that. I haven't made a talking trip in quite a while, maybe even a Two, three years. So this is it. Yes. And the date is March 7th. Put that in your book and uh, get your butt to Atlanta. And I think I know what I'm going to talk about. And uh, it's going to be about uh, what's good and what's bad ingredients and what's the difference. So we're all set. We're going to fly on in there and give you all a treat. Oh, excellent. Well, hey, we had a a new donation, Barbara. We had a big donation. As a matter of fact, I'm going to name her as executive producer for this particular show. It's from Amber Mercier (laughs) because her donation was so big, she deserves special accolades. Thank you, Amber. Thank you very much. You just like made my month, made my month work. Hallelujah. We really appreciate it. I think I mentioned last week that I had bought the Best of World Groom online course. And I took a class from Jody Murphy's daughter, Mackenzie Murphy. It was all about pet heads. And she had a bunch of different dogs. And she kind of brought them through, did like 10 minutes on each dog, maybe 15 minutes. It was great. I really had a good time watching. And she did a little trick with Bichon ears. And I thought... Oh boy, I could do this on Buddy because we're letting him grow out for Christmas like we do every year. And yes, Buddy the Bichon is the dog that has the tumors in his lung. They took half his lung out of one side and now he's got tumors in both sides. And for the longest time he was just, yeah, kind of holding his own. But he's starting to cough when he's excited because he's running out of space in there with the tumors that are growing. So, you know, my time Mm. with Buddy is limited, but I can do my very best to put a really decent holiday haircut on him. And so I got him all set up and I blew him out and I took lots of time and I straightened his hair real pretty. And now his coat is getting thin. He doesn't have his beautiful coat anymore. And I looked at that and I thought, well... I can make the head look spectacular because I learned this new trick where I can really make the ears disappear like they should. And then I just round starting at the bottom and go a little shorter on the chin. And I think I can make a really good, cute Bichon head. Well, this is where reality (laughs) meets the dream of a perfect groom. (laughs) But he can't stand still anymore. He just can't. And I understand. So I try to sit him down so I can do the head. And then I stand him up. And then everybody says, use blenders or chunkers. So I started to work with chunkers and blenders. And I had a flat spot here and another flat spot over here because he moved at the wrong time. And I had to completely let go of the idea that I was going to put a beautiful head on him I think it's too late. I've I've put many beautiful heads on him over the years, but it apparently isn't going to be happening this year. However, the trick I learned to make the ears disappear, which involved holding the ear, which I was told never to do, never hold the ear. She holds the ear down next to the jawline, and then she poofs up all the hair, and she scissors it, around and then when she lets the ear go it just disappears into the head and it actually worked on one side i got it really good on one side 
the other side he moved. I took a little bit too much out underneath, and that was that. I have to say, I really enjoy online classes because I can back it up. I can watch it again. I don't have the disruption of being too cold or too hot in the room or other people's dogs or cell phones going off or anything. I love online classes. And another aspect is you get to kind of work through your own mind while you're watching that. You get to have your honest reaction and then kind of give it a second thought. You know what I'm saying? You don't really get to do that. When you're sitting there at a live presentation, you just react and and hang on to that. You know, when you're watching it and you can go back and look at that again, you can process a little better. And I think people are learning how to present online a little more with dogs. Because, for instance, Olga, who, who's been doing online long time now, it was very easy to see everything she was doing. Whereas if I'm in a class, I'm a, I'm a kind of a compact model and I can't see over everybody's head. So I'm constantly dodging the head in front of me and I don't want to be in the front row because I can't keep my mouth shut. So I'm not a good person to have in the front row unless I know the speaker. So <laughs> this makes it much better for me because there's nobody in my way and I can get a really clear view of what's going on. So I just want to promote that option. If you don't have a way to get to a seminar, do one of the online seminars and they're getting better and they're very useful. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Olga's class and I enjoyed Victor's class and I've enjoyed Mackenzie's class and then I've got a few more still left on the list that I can watch one of them's about difficult clients another one's about difficult dogs and I'll probably hit those if I can uh, before the deadline is off they gave you a month to watch it that's plenty of time it was 99 bucks and you got all these classes it was great it was good investment thank you Barkley for that I know I have a lot of bad things to say about Barkley this is one good thing that they did that they picked the best classes and I've never been able to get into an Asian fusion class. Oh, there's a Korean Asian fusion class coming up. Oh, God, I wish I could see that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Here I am getting ready to retire, but I am still wanting to learn Asian fusion. And I especially like Korean styling. I really love it. They do like some cute stuff. Only I know what happens when you're in the front row and you keep your mouth shut. You fall asleep. Oh, it's horrible. I have to entertain myself. <laughs> well, that was a specifically hot room. Wait. Hey, hey, everybody. Susie <laughs> came to my class, helped me set up, sat in the front row, and right in front of me, she fell asleep. Okay, I took a red eye. And I had come straight from the airport, and I, it was really hot in the room, but I won't do that again. That was terrible. <laughs> I still laugh about it. Oh, Makes good. me laugh. Susie's here. <laughs> oh, and oh, there good. she goes. Here. Oh, and there she goes. What the fuck? <laughs> Am I that boring? Yeah, no. I was that tired. <laughs> I have a difficult time sleeping in, in a chair, but, man, I was exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Full personal experience. <laughs> so the other thing I did this week, Barbara, is it was a, a week with five Westies. 
five Westies. Nothing. Boy. I know. Nothing will improve your grooming or make it deteriorate either, either direction. But doing five of the same dog in the matter of three days. I mean, that was a lot of Westies, but it was really fun to compare the different qualities of their hair and the different shapes of their body and how to adapt to each one. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I would love to do that. Give me five Shih Tzus, give me five Havanese, and I'll just improve that way because that last dog was way better than the first dog I did. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, love a good Westie. What happened to you this week? Anything exciting other than that we're going to the tent sale? No, you don't want to know. Okay, we'll just move on. <laughs> well, no, I had a I had a good week. It was two days plus I went in on Wednesday and helped Dave a little bit and did some shuffling around the shop. But the good news is that I had a little more energy this week. I kind of pushed myself to do a little bit more movement on my days off. Good. It really uh, gave me a little more endurance, and I, I and I'm cautiously optimistic that it means that uh, my heart condition is a little bit better. Oh, good. So that was a good thing. But Well, here's the other good thing that I know is going on, because it's an ongoing saga here. Barbara is cleaning up the house situation, little bit by little bit, organizing and getting prepared to move. And that, I imagine, is a huge undertaking. It is a huge undertaking because I have so much stuff from so many different facets of my life. You know, I had an online shopping cart for several years, so I've got shipping materials and, ex, you know, old retail stuff. I've got a hundred bottles of synthetic fragrances all in, you know, I got the Oriental box, I got the springtime box, I got the woodsy box, you know, like I've got all these synthetic fragrances. What am I going to do with those? But fortunately, those are all organized. But there's a whole lot of stuff that's just in shelves and tables and piled up. And I've got tons of office materials from printing books, you know, a lot of freaking stuff. So it's slow going, but it's great to have a partner in this who's who's strong, who's got a lot of legs, who can just shuffle stuff around and help me sort through and make a box that's trash and a box that's keep. And she'll do recycling for me. She even came by with her truck and emptied all, took all my cardboard recycling so that I could fill my bin up with plastics. It's all coming along, and it's so much better to have a partner in this. We really appreciate everything Miranda's doing, and all the donation you guys have, have given is making it so Barbara can get through this situation and make it to South Carolina. Right, and not just sit there in the stupor saying, you know, what the hell, what am I going to do? Yes. You know, this is good. It's all good. It's moving forward. I'm moving towards a new chapter. It's getting very exciting, and I'm trying to do it in a way that's efficient and gets the job done without any excess anxiety and stress. I totally agree. And on that note, how about if we take a break and then head to our first appointment, which is about minor accidents. 
Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Well, after the last couple weeks where we both cut a cat, I thought that we might want to talk about little minor (laughs) incidents that can happen in the grooming shop. I did get the skin glue, and I've had the the vet today that's doing my nail trim is going to go over how to use it properly with me so that I'm a little bit more prepared. We work with sharp objects, and we also work on moving objects. So there's a lot of risk involved and stuff happens sometimes, even to the best of us, although it had been a long time since I had cut anything, but it does happen. I had one, I think it was yesterday, might've been yesterday or Friday or Saturday. And it was just a little accident. I had to let it go, but I was using the mini trimmer, which is just a small pencil type little lavender thing and it's got a 30 blade like in it and it's real good for working around the inside corner of the eye. I do a lot of skimming with uh, clippers instead of picking up scissors and I skimmed. I wanted to get something that looked like it might be poking the eye from the top of the eye and I went to just like cut it off and I put I cut it. I didn't cut the dog but I like put it real Close to the skin showed on the top of the eye bone there, right at the side of the nose. Do you know where I mean? Like all of a sudden, here's this glaring little, hello. Yes. <laughs> so I just like calm the bangs down and, uh, you know, notice that it wasn't even any, a clipper burn or an irritation or anything. It was just a naked spot. <laughs> and uh, the dilemma then becomes... So you tell the people about these minor things. I mean, anything that's rather big, like a cut or the time that I dremeled off the tip of the tail hair of a dog, those things you got to tell the people. But when you make a little naked spot over the eye, you have to tell them and then draw their attention to it. Or do you just make it less of a deal? It's a tricky area. So I just mostly left a little overhang of bangs so that it just wasn't so prominent to the eye. And uh, I let it go. Sometimes if there's a little redness, like on the foot, I'll put gold bond on it. And gold bond kind of blends in well and diminishes the appearance of inflammation as well as acts as an anti-inflammatory, so it calms it right down. I love gold bond. Those hair accidents, I usually have them with the tail. And 
I usually end up with an extremely short tail at the very end of the dog. <laughs> and then I have to take the whole thing down or it looks ridiculous. So I oftentimes have to confess that. That's a just one of those clipper back things. And occasionally you just catch the hair and you don't realize you've caught the hair until you pull the tail out and you go, oh no. Yeah, clipper backs will do that. They'll just suck in a bunch of hair that you didn't really intend to cut. And it's done before you can react. The clipper back, it's faster than the human hand, right? Yep, I always have a tug of war. Do I tell them, do I point out that the tail is extra short? If they especially like a long tail, I might. <laughs> but maybe they won't notice it so much. I know. See, that's it. When you tell them, you bring their attention to it. There's times when you want to bring their attention to it because you want them to keep an eye on something that's happened. You know, that would be like a clipper burn or, or a clipper abrasion on the around the genitals, the butthole. Have you done that? A little... Uh, Ever nicked a butthole? I have nicked a butthole, but I made a baboon butt on one of the Westies. <laughs> he sat down as I was trying to get a little tidying done back there. Uh, oops. <laughs> oops. Yeah, these are oopsies. Like, there's a difference between oopsies and injuries. Broken flesh. Right. Broken flesh is an injury. You need to attend to it and bring their attention to it. Had an oopsie the other day when I was working with a peach comb and I was also using a red comb, which is like considerably shorter. And I accidentally put a red comb on and did the shoulder where I was using a peach comb. So like, oh, that's where you get out the blending shears. I did a very similar move the other day with the yellow comb I was doing on the body and I came in with the dark blue comb, which that's a pretty drastic mistake, but I did it on a shoulder. So I just did the other yeah. shoulder tight and they just have a slightly different style. Truth is tight shoulders are not a bad thing because a lot of breeds, when you have a tight shoulder, you're, you're better showing the front angulation and they just look a little smarter that way. I took a dewclaw off once. Oh, yeah. I took a back dewclaw off once. It was a hanging shad dewclaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, detached. <laughs> they call them detached dewclaws and they <laughs> cut them off when they're babies if they can. But, ooh. Unfortunately, that was the first time with me groom those kinds of accidents it's better off if they if you have an established relationship and they know you haven't made any mistakes for five years and now you cut off a duke no this was their first time in dog goes home with vet wrap bandage on the back foot and oh by the way i removed that duke no charge <laughs> So mine was a very familiar client, one that I had been doing for a long time. And the best place you can cut off a dewclaw is when you're grooming at the vet office. So I was in working at the vet and I just ran into the Lucky area. you. I also cut a tongue, same story, I was at the vet. Oh, tongues are horrible. Yep. Tongue cuts, oh, that's one of the worst accidents. And it's not that it, it's the worst it's just that it bleeds fucking forever. Oh, and it's always a so, Bichon 
or a Maltese. It's always a white dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did mine on a on a Laza op. So, and the uh, the people came to get the dog, and they said, "Oh, can you please go shorter around the mouth?" <laughs> and the dog was excited to see the people, and I was uh, under pressure of time, and um, he licked the scissors. And then it took a half an hour to uh, calm that. But that one, I saw the people again. It took a half an hour, sugar, tea bag, time, try to get them to stop licking. Mine, unfortunately, required a stitch. A stitch in the tongue. Yep. But once again, at the vet hospital, they took them right back. It was, again, a very established client. I had done her dog for years without ever having an incident, and it was as the dog was aging, and she lost a canine on the bottom. One of those canine teeth in her tongue started to slip out, and I would hold it in, but the tongue just came out. Bam, she smacked it out, and I snipped down on her tongue. It was horrible. I was a, I was a wreck. I was a horrible, horrible wreck. That was like this one of the worst days of my grooming career. But I still wanted to go to work the next day. There's never been a day where I didn't want to go to work the next day, which how many people can say that in their lives? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I don't think I can say that. Here's another little one that was a learning curve for me back in the beginning when the South Park and all of the facial stuff started happening. I got a little bit of soap in a dog's eye once and I knew that I got the soap in there because he was blinking really rapidly and I tried to flush it out but I was so worried that there was going to be an ulcer or something. Uh, Luckily I did flush it with the bathing beauty and then flushed it with clean water also. That was horrible. Uh, Nothing came of it. The dog was fine but I knew it was like knowing that you had got some soap in there that could potentially cause a problem and then having to tell the people and sending it home and having them worry too. That was a rough one. I honor you for noticing. You see, sometimes dogs go to the groomers, get soap in their eyes. And because of people's inattention, especially inexperienced bathers, Inexperienced bathers don't always recognize when they've gotten soap in the eyes. They put the dog up out of sight. Right. I went to a really fancy, high-tech, expensive dog grooming salon in Utah one time to do a consultation. And they took me through their facility. Oh, and I also did some cat grooming uh, I'm just remembering this now. I did some cat grooming demos. One cat was real good and it was successful and the other cat, not so much. But what I noticed, I, I think I've mentioned this before, was they had a bathing room and it was a, a long rectangle. And then you went up the hall and they had the cage room And then you went up the hall and they had the finishing room. So the dogs kind of went from one room to another room to another room without people being in that middle room that was the cage room. And there were cage dryers going in there and there were no people to observe what the dogs were doing in the cages. That's when you often see 
acting and wincing and or licking at something or sometimes it's not until you put the dog up that you notice there's a problem. It's always good to have the cages be in view of staff. Yeah, I guess uh, even back then I was doing dogs pretty much start to finish, so I did see it. Here's yet another one that happens in the bathtub, and that is you get the dog, and it's usually a terrier or a husky, I think are the two most ones that bite at the hose. And it's dangerous (laughs) if they get water in their lungs or aspirate on that water or something like that. And I've given a straight shot of soapy water to a dog I did not know was going to attack the hose. <laughs> and then the dog was like, <laughs> for the whole groom, and you can get pneumonia that way. Oh. So I had to confess. So that was a particular dog. I think it was an Airedale that I did at home after I became mobile. And I pulled up to their house one day, and they were standing in the yard spraying the dog with the hose, and the dog was massively attacking the hose. And they they were laughing. They thought it was so funny. And yet, I ended up practically drowning their dog. Soapy water. So I said, be prepared for Uh. some diarrhea. (laughs) I swear he drank about a (laughs) gallon of water in two seconds. (laughs) That's that's a... A front-end enema, huh? Yes. <laughs> front-end enema. Well, one thing that I'm remembering, and this was in the days before I used a bathing system, before I used the recirculator, and I had a bather, and we did a Samoyed, and we used uh, Calco Red White. I remember that. It had a very distinct smell. It had a distinct smell. I don't even know how red made it whiter. I understand how blue does, but the red white, I guess somehow it canceled the yellow overtones or something. And it says right on the bottle, do not apply the dry hair. Okay, so what happened was that this bather did not wet the coat all the way to the skin on the hips. It was kind of packed in there, and she just wet on the top. And then she worked the shampoo through, and we ended up with pink hips. I'm in the other room finishing the dog or something, and from the bathing room, I hear, Barbara! (laughs) Barbara! (laughs) Which immediately gets my attention. And, of course, I race back there, and she says, I've bathed him three times, and this is what I've got. And I said, well... The news flashes. That's what we've got. <laughs> there isn't any way. I had somebody. I don't. It wasn't even a customer. I had somebody from California one time call me the day before a dog show and said that she had tried whiten her Samoyed's coat with Clorox. And she had a yellow dog. What could she do? Wow. I said, well, put the dog up and wait for it to grow a new coat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) You know, you're you're not going to the dog show. There's nothing you can do. And you might have really hurt the dog. Don't do that. It's bleach, but it's not hair bleach. I got a good one. I had a Maltese client, longtime client who liked to have a little color in the dog. 
along comes Halloween, I decide to do orange tips of the ear and an orange tail. Yeah. Looked really orange on Halloween, but by the next grooming cycle, it was pea yellow. Pea colored <laughs> yellow. Tail. Completely. Looked like he had peed on the ground and sat on his tail. It never <laughs> faded out. It took a year oh, and a no. half to grow that yellow tail out. That was the last time we colored the dog. <laughs> so you got to be careful with those colorings. You got to be careful with coloring the tail. You got to be careful with anything you do with tails. Because the truth is, tails do not grow for many dogs, many coat types. Tails do not grow at the same rate that the body grows. You know, they just take longer. Poodle tails might be an exception, but especially drop-coated dog tails, when you cut them short, they can take a half to grow out. A bunch of groomings. You're cutting away at the rest of the dog and you're not touching that tail. Be mindful when you're doing the tails. <laughs> So the last thing, well, we talked a little about brush burn and, and that stuff, which doesn't happen anymore because I'm using only a coated slicker brush and I'm not hardly using it at all. So I'm not at risk nearly as much for brush burn, but brush burn does happen. That's another thing. That one, I think you do kind of have to confess because if they back brush the hair, yeah. then it's going to show and they're going to itch at it. Yeah, and there's another time that it's good to use gold bond. Yeah, I did a Furminator burn on a golden retriever one time. Just went going to town. I think that was the last time I used the Furminator. I just went overboard. There was a time I even had a I had a Furminator banner on my front door, and I charged ten dollars more for a deshedding treatment, but. I won't do that. That Furminator is brutal. It's brutal to the skin. You really need to be careful with those. There are a lot of tools out there that really aren't good in the hands of an untrained person, like a pet owner. And the Furminator blade is one of them. That's it for really minor stuff, I think. I can't think of anything else other than like toenails and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I remember one time, one, my, one of my most horrifying moments, though, you were there, was in Seattle when I was doing a snap-on comb demo of, oh, somebody's Maltese that was owned the school or something like that. Right, you did Mojo. I did Mojo. And I was talking and demonstrating, and I didn't put the snap-on comb back on the clipper, and I did a slash down the back <laughs> with it on the third blade setting, <laughs> right in front of, of the bedazzled groomers watching my every move and the owner, you know, and getting paid for the presentation. I just let out a big, oh, <laughs> these things happen my potty mouth came right to the moment you know oh fuck me <laughs> like, there we were <laughs> well and I, so I took it as a teaching moment I said okay this is a teaching moment where I'm going to teach you how to use your blenders 
to just like make this not be so bad. And I did that, right? <laughs> yep, I remember. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> that wraps up our little chat on minor accidents. So let's take a break. Then we'll come back with a mobile moment, which actually isn't going to be a mobile moment, but a product review. Because I've remembered I got a new product and I need to talk about it. So it's way better than my scheduling tip, which I might throw in there as well. If you haven't found Groomore, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. Look out, here it comes. It's your mobile moment. All right, I was going to give you a scheduling tip. Actually, I'll give you a scheduling tip right now. When you're booking your repeat appointments, I like to have people be able to predict when their appointment is so like the same day same time that kind of thing and I use my Groomore app for that which helps but I also know that I put three six nine and twelve week dogs on Monday and then all the even dogs go on Tuesday Thursday Friday and Saturday and that way it just kind of keeps things straight okay enough of that I got the new Andis Clippers. That's really what I want to tell you guys about. I got the new Andis Cordless Clipper. And it is really nice. It's a one-speed cordless clipper. It's called the E-Merge Clipper. And it comes in blue and lavender. So I had to get the lavender one. It's a powerful cordless clipper. It's one speed. The button is in a fairly convenient spot so you're not accidentally turning it on and off. And it's powerful, and it does really nice clipper work. I'm very happy with it. I say if you need to replace your cordless clipper, wait a little while just to make sure everything's good with these, and then go ahead and buy one. Really nice clipper. Fits really well in your hand. And you were mentioning the Furminator, and it came with one of the Andis rakes for free. I don't use rakes very often, because I like to get the hair out through the bathing and drying process more than I do the brushing process, which I usually run something like a Coke King. I have used Coke Kings in the past. And now I got this rake and I've got all these Westies, right? With a couple of them having some undercoat under, under fluff in there. So I took the Andis rake through and it did kind of a good job. I didn't notice it cutting a lot of hair. It has very close together teeth it looks like the teeth might be replaceable so double review occasionally use that andis rake is kind of nice but the new clipper is out of this world fun and awesome and neat that's a full-size clipper takes the blade, all the regular blades correct and it still has a heavy battery but it's not as heavy as the zr1 pulse thing and it's not as long either it's a little bit shorter it's kind of a marriage between the little blue one that broke right away and nobody has except me and the really big pulse zrs it's kind of in the middle and it only has one speed which may be controversial but in my opinion i'm only using the highest speed on my clippers most of the time anyway and for my cordless clippers i'm only doing jackets on terriers mostly and the occasional cleanup work that I just grab real quick for without the clipper back on it. So 
I'm very happy with it just being one speed. I don't have to worry about those other speeds. I never used them anyway. The blades will get hot. Know that because it's fast. It's a fast clipper. But yay, a new clipper. How much fun is that? Yay, I'm happy for you. I am happy for me too. The other thing that I think is really cool is the new innovation from Precision Sharp. And let's hear from them now. We want to welcome Randy and Cheryl Lowe from Precision Sharp and invite you to check out their website where you can see their newest precise cut shear called Lynx. It's a patented design featuring a thumb ring that slides the length of the handle for perfect ergonomic placement of your thumb. Slide it and lock it into position to get your best groom on. Check it out at precisionsharp.com. Groomers, take your seats. It's time for Bee Birds Classroom. One of the coolest ways to interact with us, one of the easiest ways to get our attention is through our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the groom pod. We get a lot of back and forth going on there and we have one of our more active members, Kelly Halteman, who asked a couple, well, a whole bunch of questions, right? So I'm going to play the part of Kelly in this interview. <laughs> I'm going to ask Barbara some questions and she's going to field them for us. So the first question that Kelly asked was, are you moving to South Carolina? Where was I? Yes, that's happening. So we already covered that in the beginning. We'll just move on from that. So the big question though, Barbara, is about ingredients and human shampoo and dog shampoo using things like parabens, sulfates, colorants, PEGs, and alcohols, and whether they're okay or not. And and she's feeling like, as a granola, granola crunchy mom, I guess, a granola crunchy mama, I guess, that, those are her words, that she pretty much only uses natural ingredients and products, and she's pretty picky about where her food comes from. So that's who she is. And she says that... She loves Best Shot. So we love her for loving Best Shot. <laughs> and she said that uh, you mentioned something about dogs being bathed often and that it might be mindful to stay away from some of that stuff. So what are your thoughts on this? Where I want to make clarification is that Kelly is saying that I said to not use shampoos with these ingredients when you're bathing frequently. And I must clarify that I would not say that. I do not have a problem with using PEGs, parabens, and um, some of these not-so-natural ingredients. Uh, what I said was the one place where I would really look for using sulfate-free shampoos is for dogs that were being bathed frequently. But on the whole... The shampoo is a matter of the formulation of the sulfates, not the sulfates themselves. So sulfates can be formulated to be very gentle, but perhaps not as mild as cocoamphoacetate or some of those alternative surfactants. Now, whether or not you think that PEGs, parabens, and Kelly's list of ingredients are safe or harmful is really 
a matter of psychology and whether or not you've bought into the marketing claims of the people who are pushing exclusively more natural ingredients. The ingredients themselves are not bad or good. It's our belief about them that's bad or good. Does that make sense, Susie? Well, I know that this stuff is used every day and that we would see many more problems if there was really a danger with some of this stuff. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. People would be dropping dead all over after a couple of years of shampooing. And they're not doing that, you know. And so what happens is that people have troubled hair, you know, especially people with very porous hair. um, And that includes so-called ethnic hair or black hair. It's very porous and tends to dry out because porous means the cuticle cells are not tight against the cortex. It's not a tight skin. It's an open skin that allows for intake and outtake of moisture, and mostly outtake of moisture, as well as sometimes taking in too much moisture, which then cracks the cuticle layer even more. So um, people have problems with dry and breaking hair, and they tend to blame the sulfates or to believe that PEG ingredients are somehow toxic or bad for hair. And that's a huge generalization that does not have any basis in reality. Just because there's a process that goes on that has the potential for leaving a byproduct in the shampoo doesn't mean that your shampoo has a whole lot of that byproduct. Most shampoos contain unintelligible amounts of manufacturing byproducts in them. They're vacuumed at the manufacturers to, they're treated at the manufacturing level to remove any harmful any, you know, they can't remove things 100%, but they can remove things down to enough where the percentage of undesirables is so little that it's not significant to the human body. Especially when people are shampooing their hair every single day. We would have cancer. We would be dropping dead. We would just not be able to. I mean, someone would have made the connection and these products wouldn't be allowed in the European Union for sure because they test harder than we do. They test a little differently than we do. But nonetheless, shampoos are a rinse-off mixture. They're not left on your skin like a cream. There's not enough time. There's not enough contact with the hair and skin to uh, allow for any mischief to occur. Does that make sense? It does. Now, what happens at the most is that there are some cleansers that are more harsh than others. So what's the difference between human shampoos and pet shampoos? Part two, she asks, why 
The Botanic Basic Deep Clean Shampoo is so good on her hair with dandruff. And why is it that a dog shampoo is better with her dandruff than a human shampoo? So this leads right into your what's the difference question. So what's the difference? Well, first of all, the difference is her hair. Every head of hair, every dog's coat, everyone is individual. And there's going to be some products that work better with your hair than what might work with my hair. That's one of the reasons we have so many products out there is so that people can find what works best for them. Botanique deep cleaning shampoo is just a simple clarifying shampoo without sulfates. It's clarifying with three surfactants, three cleansing surfactants, aloe and preservative. That's it. So that's just a very simple formula. It's not because it doesn't have parabens. They don't even, actually, it might have parabens because Botanique just says preservative. They don't tell us what preservative they're using in that product. So you don't know, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> My impression of the whole dog versus human thing is that dogs are way dirtier than we are. Well, dogs are way dirtier and many dog shampoos are formulated with enough of cleansing surfactants that you can dilute the shampoo. And most human shampoos are free diluted. Bottle you get off the shelf at the see the drugstore or even the beauty salon already probably has more water in it, less concentration of cleansers than dog shampoo. In that sense, they're more mild in that because dilution and, um, and concentration of cleansing surfactants is one factor that is uh, whether a shampoo is more or less mild. Cool. Got it? Got it. I think that's really good. So, so I think I, I I think hooray that the botanique works for Kelly. Hooray, the best shot one shot whitener shampoo works for my eighty three year old white hair. I'm still using up my iGroom banana flavored stuff. Well, and that's gone. I'm going to head right to Best Shot myself. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up this week on the Groom Pod. Remember to look for Barbara and I. Get your plane reservations to go to the show season tent sale and possibly attend Atlanta Pet Fair too because you'll be in the neighborhood. That tent sale is on March 7th of 2024. Barbara and I will both be there. Barbara will be presenting. I might be presenting. If you want to encourage that, please post on the GroomPod website. Encourage her! Encourage her! (laughs) And thanks for being here. Please support our sponsors. And thank you again to our gigantic donation. Appreciate every donation, whether it's gigantic or just small and what you can afford. Thank you again, Amber Mercier, and each and every single one of you who supports the show, and especially those who support Barbara. And happy grooming. See you next time on The Groom Pod. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, y'all. Take care of yourself. I love how you tried on that y'all there.
at the end. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>